At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, we're recording. I'm I, we're recording the uh, the Moab, Utah episode. That's what I like to hear. The, Mo- <laughs> the Moab. So I, I just got to ask: Have you ever been out here? To Mo- uh, no, I've been to Salt Lake City several times. Um, uh, my dad used to work for a company called Wasash, which is headquartered just north of Salt Lake City. But uh, every time I've been out there, I just flew in to Salt Lake, and I never went anywhere else. But um, it's certainly, I don't, I don't use the term bucket list. The only reason why I haven't went out there is because I just haven't went out there. Me and my brother, my dad's going out there this week, actually. My brother's been out there a dozen times, so I just haven't well, went. Well, we flew into Salt Lake, and then we took the route. First of all, it was super busy when we got to Salt Lake, you know, because it was, I can't remember now, Thursday, rush hour, sort of. And it took us out, and I and I kid you not. So we went out through Provo mm-hmm. to a to a small town. Well, the first small town we came. So keep in mind, we leave. It's like a, a just a line in the sand where the city stops, and the next thing you're just on a two lane road, traveling through you know these big mountains or hills or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, until we got to what was a small mining town called Balancing Rock. Uh, we saw one gas station and pretty much nothing else. That whole, you know, and I was like, man, this is pretty, we're like, this is desolate, basically. It's still light out or whatever. But so we got to this, we got to this Balancing Rock, which you could see the rock wasn't balancing anymore. It apparently had fallen down this mining town that was then became like a Route 66 tourist attraction because, you know, it had the Bouncing Rock Motel there on the side, which was completely abandoned and desolate or whatever. So, uh, obviously, once the rock wasn't bouncing anymore, it kind of did away with the the, uh, the roadside attraction. Right. We get, to, we get to go to this little town called Price, and we stop and get something to eat. Because, you know, we get... Because we have no idea. No, there's no frame of reference where we're driving, how it's going to be. And once we left Price, it was an hour before we even saw a house, almost. There was nothing alongside the road. We saw lights, like, way out in the field. Like, I hoped it was a house, you know, because it got dark. And and uh, if you'd have broke down out there, you'd have been... Done. You've been that sounds own. like the beginning of a um, yeah, good a bad horror. The screenplay. Yeah, yeah. Did was you feeling it while you were driving through there? Oh yeah. Well, because Christy was a little nervous. You know, she's because she never been out in the middle of nowhere. Never been out in the real, you know, real nowhere. I mean, going to yeah, 
Ohio yeah. cornfields 10 miles from town ain't nowhere. Yeah, we, that's what we said to each other. Nowhere in Ohio is nothing like nowhere out here. You know, it, it was nothing. Because, uh, and the, the, but the bad part was, is now, by then we're driving at night, and we're missing a lot of the, the really cool scenery that we had just experienced, you know, for a couple hours. And to the point where we got to a, this, and it, it was a two-lane highway that became three lanes on the side that was going uphill. Okay, because then it gave trucks an opportunity who couldn't get up the hill as fast as cars to get over and you could pass them. So, um, you know, so we, so we finally get on this four lane highway 70 that takes us down to this 191 that comes into Moab. And by now we're punch drunk, tired because we've already been on two airplane flights, two you know, a two-hour layover in Dallas. We've driven all this way, and we're still not that. We're driving into Moab, Moab to the Moab Valley. I have no idea. Okay, you cannot see what's on either side of you. And I look up, and I'm like, "There's an airplane flying." And Christy goes, "That is not an airplane. That's a car." So it was two cars driving way up in this. Yep, way up on the mountain somewhere. Which, which then is a place we went yesterday, which was the Arches National Park. Yep. And, and whose side by side? Y'all just rent them, or what'd y'all do? So we went, um, and gosh darn, I can't remember the name of the company. I'll have to. Uh, but we had this awesome guy, Jenna. So we went to this company. We rented, there was 10 of us. So we had a four-person and a six-person. And this Jenna was our guide. And then there was a group of two of them behind us. And, you know, she's like, oh, it, you know, kind of downplaying it. Like, oh, it won't be too bad and, and whatever. Well, that video I put up on Instagram, so if anybody wants to see the video, go to my Instagram page. It, like, I'm not a thrill seeker, okay? My idea of a thrill seeker Obviously. Is, yeah, I'm not, you know, is maybe getting milk that's right near the expiration date. That's my idea of a thrill. Like, is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? So... So we, so my cousin Matt is driving ours, and it's my cousin Matt and Christy and me and my aunt and uncle and, and, and their little grandson. And, you know, Matt, he's he's fireman, you know. He's driven huge, drives huge fire trucks and stuff and squads and everything. And, and um, I'm telling you, he was nervous because we went up that first hill. We're like, there's no way we're going up this hill. And sure enough, Right up that, I mean, and you can't, I mean, I looked over to the side, you, you can't, if you got over just a little bit, you're. Didn't you see where those two gals and her tour guy got killed last week? When oh, you first sent me on. the thing, I where? thought. Yes. Where? I thought you were sending me the video of it. What? Two, so what? two gals and a tour guide. I think it was in the Grand Canyon National Park. Okay. Two gals and a tour guide. And what people were trying to figure out was why. The tour guide wasn't driving. One of the gals was like, they must've talked him. Oh, geez. You know what you mean? She must've talked him into letting her drive. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Big mistake. And, and, and Big within, you know, cause they were posting stuff and within, you know, I don't remember if it was 50 yards or five minutes or something. They were dead. They were upside down 300 feet down a mountain. Oh gosh. Well, you know, so 
But what I soon realized was going up that big hill and then down it, that was the best part of it because you get back in there and it's, you know, boom. I mean, I'm sure my kidneys and liver switched places and then probably switched. I mean, it was throwing me into how that door on the right side where I was sitting stayed locked with my big fat butt banging up against it is beyond me, you know, but it, we, you know, and then we passed all these people they like doing it privately on Jeeps and, and their own side by sides. And I'm like this, I'm sorry. And I know we probably have a lot of listeners that this is their idea of a thrill and a drink. That just, I, it was good to do it once. You better not to go, go to Arizona with me then. Oh, God. Well, I go to the casino or something, but yeah, well, it, so we went out to this very far rock point and where you could stand and you could just look down and see the Colorado. Uh, it, it was, I mean, that was beautiful. It was pretty amazing. And I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I told Christy like at that point, And then yesterday when we were in the arches, um, I can't imagine what the Grand Canyon, what the Grand Canyon looks like because of how vast like that Arches National Park is like, God, how much bigger is the Grand Canyon than this? So I can't even, I don't even know that I can comprehend how big that is, you know? And then, then we came back and stopped at a place where there's, you know, dinosaur footprints and stuff like that. And I mean, it's just, yeah, it's stuff you don't, it's, it's worth going out and seeing and experiencing because it, you can't see that back here, but, uh, I'm not sure I could come out and go four wheeling and hiking and stuff like I, that's just, wow. That's out of my, that's out of my comfort zone, but it is, it's a beautiful landscape. And I, and a couple times, you know, we stood there and I'm like, just imagine you are a cowboy or you're a settler or something. And you're at one end of that and you're looking, you've already crossed the Rockies. Okay. And now you look across all that and you're like, well, I got to keep going. Like, like, I told I can't. It's hard enough for me to comprehend how people kept going through West Virginia and parts of Pennsylvania because they wanted to settle west. Okay, but what on earth pushed you to keep going to say I need to get to California? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just the lure of whatever was there had to be so great because that would have just been. Uh, there's not a lot of people that could make that trip trek today. I'm just telling you that that those pioneers did back then. No way. Agree, disagree? I don't know. Well, I think I think that would have solved a lot of problems right there. I, it, <laughs> I mean, it did solve a lot of problems, which was why only the toughest people settled that western seaboard. And it wasn't until the implementation of the railroad, and let's just skip a few decades, you know, that really mass transit is what's killed California. Because back in the old days, only the best people got there, okay? And you were either Spanish or only the best people got there because you had to either ride the steamer all around the, the Cape of Magellan and, and the roughest seas in the world, maybe get through some, maybe cross down there in Panama, dodge malaria and all that and only the best dna got there okay so mm -hmm. what happened is eisenhower created the interstate system the jet airplane was devised and the dna pool out there has just has just 
I mean, it's it's screwed up worse than a freaking uh, Amish colony, you know, and uh, <laughs> that's the reason why the West Coast. So 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 maybe if if the only way you could get to California, they talk was about on affordable housing. Hey, right? they talk about affordable housing. We fly those people back out to Salt Lake and make them go back. You get a free house if you walk back to San- Sacramento. And 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 only the best ones will survive. The other ones won't. The bears and mountain lions that they're so worried about will have something to eat. Um, you know, I just I just think it's I just think it's it's a win win. <laughs> I listen, I I got a hand it to anybody that made it through those conditions for sure. I mean I just was, it was all inspiring just to think that that stuff is, uh, how long that uh, terrain has been there and that people traversed it and and that's how they got from point A to point B. That's just, that's just amazing. And what was cool was, is, so I asked the lady, I said, well, what are those mountains over there? And she goes, that's Mount LaSalle. And I'm like, LaSalle? And she goes, yeah, there was an early expedition that came through here. And they looked over there and they saw those mountains and it was summertime here, but up in the mountains, they were white peaks. And she goes, they thought there's no way those are snow, that that was salt. Salt were covering the, there was that much salt that was covering the top of the mountain. So they called it Mount LaSalle. Because they that? didn't, because they didn't realize it was snow. Didn't realize it was snow. Thought there would be no possible way that where they were, it was middle of summer and up there there could still be uh, snow how about that and they just crossed the Rockies they had to just cross the Rockies which would have probably had similar or even more because Rockies had to be much higher than than this so I think that just you know that's another thing in what's going on in the world people just forget so easily right mm-hmm. yeah and so we're you know, today's a wedding, so, you know, we're going to, uh, I guess this place is out in the middle of the of canyon, so it's another, you know, just picture opportunity after picture opportunity, and uh, beautiful country that I I can't see unless we drive out, we make a trip out west just to drive, because I would like to see some other stuff, but uh, I, I'm not driving, I just am not the guy that's driving to go take a four-wheeler. You know, my dad uh, just left Cincinnati. He's driving to Rapid. He's he's taking a month out there. He's driving really? rap. Yeah, he's driving Rapid City. He's going to Devil's Tower. Then he's gonna go over to Cody, Wyoming, and then he's gonna go through Yellowstone. Then he's gonna go through Billings, Helena. He's gonna go up through through Washington down the Yakima Valley, down the Columbia River. He's going to cross, you know, down there into Oregon, come back through Portland. He's going to basically take 90 out and 80 back um, is the short version. And when he's coming back, he's going to go back. So he's going through all the places he used to live, Montana, Washington, Uh, um, Utah. He's, um, uh uh-huh. Well, I, like I said, I, I think I'd like to take a road trip like that, but I'm not taking a road trip. Like, I talked him in. I, I was trying to talk him in. I told him what he needed to do is fly from Cincinnati to, because uh, it's 17 hours from Cincinnati to Rapid City. I said, dude, just fly it and rent your car there and drive around. 
you know, it takes the first two days to, you know, because he said there was to get there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, you can see here in Moab that it's starting to get discovered as like a playground for the people who, you know, love that outdoor stuff. I think it's been a playground. I think COVID has pushed so many people out there that, um, well, we're, we're sitting here in townhouses that I, the one next to us is for sale for a million, over a million dollars. In right 10, years, the, 10, 10 years ago, it was 250000 Yeah, and across the street is a trailer park that's run down. There's an abandoned building out front um, that looked like an old school or something. And I told him, I said, this, at some point, the money here is going to buy all that stuff up, tear it down. And this is going to be because this no, town is leave it a trailer park. I don't think so. I don't think people that coming in here are going to want a trailer park. I think why not? It you, seems like it seems like you might as well. Hey, with that kind of attitude, you might as well live up there at. Uh, I ain't going to say it. <laughs> oh, God. I ain't going to say it. Oh, I know what you're going to say. You they know, just so yeah, you yeah, might as well I, live up there, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. That's not my attitude to tear it down, is I can see people coming in here and uh, buying that land up and <laughs> turning it into other condos and stuff. And um, I will say this, though. I don't feel the need to dress up to go out to eat or anything. Why? They all look like bums? Everybody looks like they came, got off a dirt bike or a mountain bike or something. Yeah. And just, just hanging out. I mean, it's about as laid back a town as you could imagine, for sure. I don't know. I can imagine pretty laid back. <laughs> it's bike week here in the Ozarks. We got 150,000 motorcycles in my county. So, do you really? Mm-hmm. Any, so I've uh, seen laid back. Any trouble? Any trouble brewing out there? Oh, I don't. I didn't check the crash report. I had a, a bet with somebody how it was going to be over under on our fatalities and accidents. Ooh, are you keeping track? I mean, what's I didn't the... even look. You know, I just I don't think here. I can check this quick. Because usually they kill a few of many and normal. Of course, they might be a little less this week because everybody pays attention. Because uh, you know, yeah. there's usually well, biker, one. Because bikers pay attention for other bikers. Yes. They're, out, they're the ones that are dominating yes. the road. And they're the ones yes, that. and then there are certain stretches like on the, the main drags and stuff, they shut it down from uh, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. to motorcycle traffic only. Oh, well, that's there's certain smart. on the business loop and stuff that you can't get a car on. You, it's all motorcycles, so if they get killed, it's their own fault. Um, I will say this is um, this is the one trip I've been on where I've totally lost track of what day it is and what. Well, that means it's gonna... it's the correct tri- trip, then, right? Well, you know, I don't. Since we always use the good, we stay in the Eastern Time Zone. The, the times never change, and nothing ever. Here, it's just kind of it's being a two-hour time difference. I don't even know what's going on. You know, I'm eating and staying up late. Like, I oh, I, could, I usually stay up till 11 o'clock. Well, here now it's 1 o'clock. I'm staying up till 11 o'clock. Oh, and I'm not looking forward to the trips back on the air. You know, I I just don't like flying. I know some people love flying. I just don't. I just don't. I, you know, I had ILC both, both of the two-hour flights that we took. And I kid you not, that second one, I think that lady... That one stewardess, she told her friend, I'm going to run into this guy 25 times as I walk up and down the aisle just to see. And I think it was a game they were playing. 
because I bet she hit me tw- at least 25 times. Maybe she liked you. I'm thinking, lady, maybe I she knew you were from the shot, one of the from the shadows uh, uh, personalities, and she was. Well, hey, look! I'm telling you, we picked up we picked up some new listeners out here. The, the tour guide Jenna, um, she um, she had a friend who's uh, from around the Skinwalker Ranch area up here, and so she's gonna put me in touch with her. And then my cousin, who's getting married, he. Uh, He's a fireman in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which now I can't figure this out. He's in Fort Wayne. The girl he's marrying is from Buffalo. Where we live in Ohio is in the in between. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. That just seemed like the most natural place to have a wedding, but... Instead, we're all out here in Utah. Well, I guess Niagara's <laughs> probably been wore out with weddings by now, hasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But they've they've been hiking every day, and they actually got in their pickup truck from Fort Wayne, and they've been on the road for ten days before they even got here. And they sleep in their back of their pickup truck, and they pull off and go hiking and camping and stuff. And, and how old are they? No, they're. She's in her early thirties. He's in his late thirties, but they're single. You know, they, well, of course they're single. That's how they're getting married, but, uh, no kids, nothing. They got a dog. That's it. You know, young professionals and they just, you know, that's, that's the way they roll these days. They haven't had kids suck the life out of them yet for a decade or two. No. And I mean, maybe they won't, maybe they won't ever have kids and they'll never have the life sucked out of them, you know? But what, just think about what they're missing by not having the life drained, drained from every uh, uh, part of their body. I will tell you what went way smoother than I uh, ever imagined was the car rental. That one way. Why would you up. think it? Why would you? Why would you? I, because, I don't know if I've ever had a car rental that didn't go real smooth. Well, because I worked in the car rental industry for a long time, and none of them ever went smooth. That's why you don't work there anymore. Okay. Are you saying it was me? No, I'm saying it, you didn't work out. It's okay. You weren't. You, maybe you weren't. You, not everybody's used, you know, cut out for the rental desk. <laughs> I just, you know, and they even upgraded me to a Ford Escape. You know, I had rented a car. And I told Christy, I said, my philosophy was I'm going to rent this car, pay for it. Then, you know, back in May or whatever, I said, so then when we get there, I'll forget how much I've already paid for it. And when I say, can I upgrade to a sport utility? They'll say, well, it's another 350 bucks. I'll be like, yeah, okay. I'm paying 350 bucks for sport utility. Never never remembering that I've already paid 350 bucks for the car. And, uh, but they, without even prompting, they said, Hey, you know, we don't have this Malibu. You want this Ford escape? And I'm like, sure, I'll take that. Now the thing I don't like is it's one of those, um, 
shuts off every time you get to the stop sign. There's a little switch. My F-150 does that. There's a little switch up around the dash. It's pushing it. Quit doing that. I'll have to do it. It's so annoying. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to wreck, you know. I feel like I'm going to wreck. But, uh, you know, but, it's been, it's but I, pretty good you know, trip. I wanted to say a Ford Escape is not really a sport utility. But Listen, I've told it you is. call it whatever you want. It is in my if that's what makes you feel better. It's not my Suburban, but it's as good as Yeah, that's what I mean. Come on, dude. <laughs> how far are you falling? Well, you could see about how far I almost fell. Now, we did, we did have one real close, close call. We were going down this real sharp. You know, sharp was straight down, and then you had to take a right. And my cousin gets down there, and his tire gets stuck. So he gasses it, you know, pushes it and almost takes us over the edge to the left and, and, uh, um, straightens it out. I think my uncle lost five years of his life. He really, you know, he's kind of up there anyway. He doesn't have a whole lot to, to get rid to give up. Well, is it, is it time or is it, is it quantity or quality? No, no, he's good on all that, but I'm just saying, when you get into your you know, late 60s, you probably don't want to give up five years of your life because of a a UTV accident. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so it was uh, it was good, though. It's been a good trip to, to get to, get, you know, hang out with my aunt and uncle and my cousins and stuff. I don't get to, even though they live close, we don't get to do that, do that very often. So, so it's been kind of fun. Other than, like I said, it's, you know, we get, we're hiking. We did some hiking, and I'm like, I could be at the mail, on the mail route doing this. You know? Said so we're going to the Arches. I'm like, man, we're going to McDonald's. All right. No, it wasn't McDonald's. It was just the <laughs> big I didn't get a Big Mac out. Well, hey. But, but on another note, I, I did get a, uh, I got a, I got a, little message somebody at our our buddy's restaurant let's see emma lanati and her husband nate went to eat at our buddy's restaurant there in connecticut she was the first official orderer of the ozark collar sandwich they sent us pictures we'll put it up on social media she's holding the mug that i sent them she got a free mug for being the first uh first person to order the ozark collar so how about that? Congratulations, well, congrats, congratulations, Emma. I guess her and Nate now they're going to be fans of the show. I hope they didn't oh. get sick. <laughs> I hope so either, because that sandwich pretty sounds pretty. You got to be pretty tough. Well, to that that's sandwich. right. That's right. Hey, did you see the uh, reason why we can't find any Bigfoot tracks? Yeah, I saw that because they're on the riding on the back of cougars. Yeah, or bear, right? Or bear. I don't like maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I had a, I, one of the firemen that came out for the wedding had a. Uh, he kind of cornered me last night a little bit. Jay, super great dude. He he drove the other sport, the other uh, UTV, and he's a fireman up in uh, Michigan. And uh, you know, we had a long discussion last night about how he believes in in the UFOs and the ghosts, but he didn't believe in Bigfoot. And I'm just like, how how can you believe in 
spirits and believe in intergalactic travel, but you can't believe in a supposed two-legged biological creature out there running around. And he's like, I just think somebody would have shot him by now. I said, well, I th- maybe they have. And, you know, the government, government will let them have the pleasure of keeping it and putting it on display. No? I don't know. You know, I was thinking of intergalactic travel, and I think we're there already. I mean, I think the government's going to come out any second now. And tell us? Tell us. But the UFOs, did you see that the DOD just banned the Navy from talking about UFOs anymore and releasing any more videos and stuff? I did. What do you think that's all about? I mean, they did it under the guise of national security, right? So does that mean that they're that some of that stuff is technology that we already have and that some of it's us and that they're not. Because, you know, one of the theories is, is that that those spaceships and stuff they captured, that's actually us from the future coming back to kind of like either give us some sort of information or, you know, steer us in a different direction. That's one of the theories is that they figured out because uh, I think the thing is, is the portals slash um, wormhole idea is the uh, is the whole thing that uh, of intergal. You know, that's how you're going to do space travel. You know, is that you're going to have to figure out how to travel through a wormhole or a portal where time and light is bent. You know, and makes it it makes it short, like instantaneous. That no matter what we came up with, uh, technology-wise, you just would not be able to travel. A human or an organic being would not be able to travel through space for that length of time that it would actually take. That makes sense? Yeah, you mean physically. Yeah, physically. Like, like, it, like there's nothing they're going to be able to come up with that's going to make traveling from earth to the edge of the solar system faster it's gonna still it's just gonna it's at the mercy of of physics of the technology they can create and it's never going to be fast enough that um it's still gonna take a hundred years or it's still gonna take a thousand years or whatever because it's just not plain space travel is never going to be fast enough and a regular organic human being would never be able to survive anything beyond that. So, um, so the idea is, is they're going to have to travel through portal portals or wormholes, which basically if it's like, if you took a piece of paper and bent it in half, but the portals were at the edge of the paper. And if you bent the paper in half, the portals from one end would line up with the portal from the other end. And you would travel that far just like that in a split second, you know, because they were right there. That's the whole, that's the whole idea is how that would happen. So maybe that in the future we've discovered that and now they can, you know, that that's us coming back to talk to, to talk to us or interact with us. Could be, I suppose. Now that you say it like that, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, that it may not be alien. Like what we consider aliens, it's just us coming back saying, "Hey, look, whatever you do, don't bet on the Browns to win the Super Bowl." I was going to say, with five million people coming across the border in the last twenty months, I think 
the aliens are here, aren't they? I don't know. Is there really that many that have come across? That's what they said. Five million. Yeah, but, you know, I, I always... Whenever somebody says that's what they said, who's they? You know? And how do they know anything? I don't know. Because they, they, they always get the weather wrong. So why would I trust them about anything else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, there, so, so I did get a couple notes from some people. They... Um, they, they send in, they always like tune in because they get a little, little bit of a history lesson. But they were kind of, they said they were really surprised that last week to find out that Leif Garrett discovered America. Leif Garrett. I thought it was Leif Erickson. <laughs> it was, but you said Leif Garrett. Yeah, well, I don't care. It <laughs> don't matter. It? But what I'm going to do is I think for the playlist tonight at the wedding, I am going to ask, I'm going to request some Leif Erickson. I mean some Leif Garrett. You were made for dance. You were made there. for dance. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's right. Let's see if anybody remembers. If anybody remembers. They will. They will. I'm wore out. I got I went to bed at midnight last night and I'm just wore out today. What what was going on? Why'd you go to bed so late? Home you're coming, usually, so you're I had to wait usually... for the kids. I had to wait for all the kids to come home. My boy had a friend over. My daughter had three or four girls who went to homecoming. They all came home and had to rehash all the stuff. I had to give all these young gals advice. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, how was that? How'd that go? Marry for money. I mean, <laughs> they're easier to get than get rid of. I don't know. I, I no, I'm kidding. I don't know. You know, how would you like to be out? I don't know. In some ways, I'd like to be that age again. In other ways, it drive me. Knowing what I know, but in other ways, it just drive me crazy, wouldn't it? It would because you know I'm sitting here listening to Izzy and and my cousin's daughter Alexis, and you know they're they're here missing their schools, homecomings, and and stuff. And I'm listening to you know Alexis talk about how the guy she's supposed to go to homecoming with is. Because she's not here, he's going to homecoming with another girl, and and now she'd promised this guy that if he couldn't get a date, she'd go to homecoming with him and stuff. And I'm like, what wait a second, got? if you couldn't, you're supposed to go with this other person. She was supposed to go with this one guy last night, and because she's in, because she's out here, he had to go with a friend. Okay, and I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not buying any of that stuff. But she then had told us earlier in the day. That another kid, her best friend's brother, who is a 4.0 student, quarterback of the football team where he goes to school, that he was, they made a deal. She said, look, if, if, if you don't have a date, I'll go to homecoming with you. Christy turns around and goes, you know he's not going to go find another date. You're way too good looking. He's just gonna roll the dice that you're gonna stick up to the you know stick to this bargain you made, and he's gonna take you to homecoming. Why wouldn't he? He's already got you. She's like, no, no, it's not like that. We're just good friends. Ah, whatever. Like, come uh-huh, on. that's the way it starts. That's the way it starts. We're just good mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Nobody ends up as good friends, but that's the way it starts, right? <laughs> well, it just depends, right? I don't know. It just depends. <laughs> so, do you think any of those young ladies are going to take your your 
No, they don't care. Everybody. They don't care about. No, they don't even know. I'm, you know, my world is so. I'm like that time space continuum that you just said were bent. It was bent a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. My my mind, my brain is just bent compared to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm twisted around or, you know, I'm like <laughs> one of those new new age progressive pieces of artwork where they take a piece of bended shiny and rusty steel and put it out in the yard, twist it around, and people really don't know what it means. Yes, exactly. I'm just I'm just an old piece of hardware bent around and But how could you be an old piece of new modern art? That's kind of a that's because I got this podcast down, so that's the new modern art part, right? (laughs) I got a Canadian (laughs) visitors I can go up there and chop wood and and Canadian fans I can go hide out in the winter. (laughs) Maybe there's some ice fishing up there. We just go hang out in the ice house all winter. See, that's another thing I don't know that I could do. I I've got Here's what we're gonna do. Sometime before it's all said and done, I we I'll go on a fishing trip with you. I'm not a big fisherman, but I think I could go on a fishing trip with you. I don't know. You don't trust me? You don't trust me? No, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just I was just trying to think of where we would go. Where's the best place where you get your best experience? That's what I was just thinking. I don't know. I, look, it doesn't matter to me. I don't know what I'm doing anyway. You know, like as long as I can get a get the line in the water, I feel like I'm doing something. You know what they say fishing is? What's that? A jerk at one end of the line waiting for a jerk at the other. <laughs> um listen, I heard a great one. This old this old, I was in this rare bookstore in Moab looking at these looking at books and stuff. Rare because there's not very many books or rare because there's no bookstores up there. It was rare because he had a lot of old stuff in the back. That yep, was like, okay. uh-huh. and uh, you know, here's this old gentleman in there, and he, as he's getting ready to leave, he tells the tells the lady, he says, "Hey, you know, it's so hot in Topeka that they're feeding the uh, chickens ice chips." She goes, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah, they they don't want them to start laying hard boiled eggs." <laughs> and she believed that. I don't know what I thought. You know what? I thank God for dad jokes because that's that's fantastic. I guess. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you follow that up from the jerk on one end to the jerk on the I mean, how do you beat that? You can't. You know? I, you can't tell me that there won't be at least one listener that goes and tells those two jokes today. Well, I hope they both do. <laughs> I tell both, right? That's right. That's right. Well, I I, I got to get uh, I got to go get in the shower. You got to go to the ready. wedding, yeah. Going to the cha- you're going to the chapel. That's right. Now, now I will say I th- I heard at, this morning at breakfast, my aunt, my cousin, they said, well, you know, they're they're doing the vows before the wedding, and I'm like, what, what do you mean they're doing? The- yeah, they're saying their vows to each other before the wedding, and I'm like, well, then what's the wedding? What are what are we doing at the wedding? Isn't the wedding the whole part of watching them exchange vows? And they're just like that's just the way they want to do it. So I'm not even sure I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to an announcement that they've already been. Hey everybody, they're already married. Thanks for coming. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to. So it's supposed to be it's labeled a wedding, but I have this feeling they're already going to be Mr. and Mrs. Grove before we get there. So I don't know. Well, no, no, no. good for Kids, you. Good for them. 
kids these days, right? Maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe maybe they don't want us to hear what they wrote for vows to each other. But could you know be, mm-hmm. you know. You maybe they had one of them naked weddings and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> naked wedding. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, thank hey. On that note, thank God they left me out of it. Okay, sounds good. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.